Get ready for Crack the Customer Code, your audio guidebook for creating incredible customer journeys. It's over, Jeannie. Finally. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You've been waiting all this time for me to take that. It's not me. It's you. It's not me, Jeannie. It's you. It's not me, customer journey. It's you. Oh, the customer journey. Are we breaking up with the what customer journey? What did you journey? think it was that I was breaking <laughs> up with you? I'm offended. And how joyful you were, too. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm going to have to reconsider a lot of things now. Jeez. Oh, well, come gee, on now. Is the customer journey over? That's what I want to know. Because according to a gentleman who wrote an article for CMS Wire with the big headline, the customer journey is over, it is done. Finito. Fini. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, I think we're done here. <laughs> that's a ridiculous statement. Article says uh, customer journey is over. Genie says ridiculous. We're good. Thank and you. seen. <laughs> and seen. Exactly. <laughs> Before you attack, let's yes. set up the premise. Oh, uh, so, so it's very much from a marketing perspective, first of all. So when, when we talk about the customer journey, we're usually talking about the entire journey, right? We're, mm -hmm. we're talking about from... Uh, beginning to end. Uh, this one is very focused on the front end of the journey, the marketing piece, the sales piece. And if I, the best I can do with the premise, because it's a little muddy, but it's essentially that, well, the world's very complicated. Your customers are going to come to you and purchase your products through about 75,000 different uh, avenues, which of course is only true in a very tech-centric industry. We'll start there. And um, because of that, you know, this idea of segmentation or, you know, further than that, avatars and ideal customers and, you know, breaking up the journey into its parts, all these things is sort of passe, no longer useful, et cetera. Genie, go. <laughs> it's like you wound me up like one of those toys <laughs> that marches, you know? Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, okay, a few things. <laughs> First of all, first of all, <laughs> uh, nobody ever said the journey was perfect or linear or and, you know, I've been preaching this for a long time. Like we have to stop looking at journeys in a really linear way for customers. And one of the phrases that has always driven me nuts is this idea of a buyer's journey. Like we're going to force somebody through this process. And they're and, you know, when I talk, a lot of times I'll pull up uh, an image of the sales funnel. You know, it's got all the prospects in the top and then they pop out customers at the bottom. And I'm like, wouldn't that be nice if that were reality? <laughs> like, that's not reality. But at the same time, we need some constructs. We need some structure around how we design these things and how we examine these things to make it better for our buyers and our customers. So I appreciate that it's way more complex than it's ever been and that we cannot dictate how our customers are going to interact with our brands or what experiences they are going to have. We are no longer in control of that. And that's been the case for about two decades now. So what we have to do is constantly look at the experience, constantly get those insights and feedback that we need from our customers, make sure we're really listening, and adapt and look at the journey in all these different ways. So I think saying the journey is dead is just kind of, I mean, it's like, you know, saying TV is dead or, you know, all the things that people are screaming right now. It's like, it's not dead. It's just evolving. It's changing. And so we have to adapt and look at it in all these different ways. So that was 
that's one big thing is that I don't think it's ever been this perfect linear thing. And yeah, why because, are we trying customer, to act like it? <laughs> yeah, because customer avatars have always captured the nuances of uh, each right? individual customer so perfectly. <laughs> yeah, so of course yeah. not, right? Uh, these are things, I, I want to drop a word in here, Jeannie, which is scalability. Mm-hmm. Okay, these mm-hmm. are things we have to do to simplify you know, processes and ideas and actual sets of interactions that are far too large, even in smaller organizations, to be adequately, you know, addressed on an individual basis. You simply cannot do it. Now, you know, one of the things this author mentions is, okay, well, what's, what should replace the customer journey? You know, what, what is, Mm -hmm. if it's not the customer journey, then what are we talking about? He says real-time customer engagement. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's great. I would agree that real-time customer engagement is important. I think the catch is to wit, you know, yes. to yes. what to what end <laughs> are you attempting to engage? What are your service standards? What is the level of experience that you have designed one on this channel, one at this point in the journey, which it's not a journey anymore, Jenny, but right. <laughs> on right. the pathway, right. Uh, right? And I think it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's just a catchy headline or what, but this idea that we're ever going to have a grasp on those things. Now, AI and technology are going to make it more possible than ever as we progress, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and in, the, in the end, there has to be an underlying structure to support those things. Right. And I think the other thing that this highlights is that the way we've been talking about the journey has been really focused a lot on sales and marketing. And a lot of people consider the journey up until the point when somebody actually becomes a customer and then they stop thinking of the journey. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) (laughs) no, we have to keep going. We have to understand what we're delivering and what expectations there are and if we're meeting them or not. And all of these points along the way that really matter to not only keep customers happy and loyal, but that's what drives business results. You know, if you have a better customer experience, you will get more revenue. You will get higher purchase uh, prices. You will get all of these things that we look at, repeat purchases and all those those KPIs that we look at as a business. So in order to really understand your customer's experience, you need to look at their journey. Now, I totally agree that things have become so complex And sometimes we try to oversimplify with calling something the journey when it could be the journey for, you know, Adam in Florida who wants to buy this type of car. That could be a totally different journey than Jeannie in Chicago wanting to buy that car. We have to acknowledge that different types of customers will have different types of journeys. And that's why it's so compelling to start a journey mapping process because people get really excited about like, we're going to totally figure this out. (laughs) It's like, no, we're not. (laughs) We're going to figure some of it out. And that's okay. And then you can keep building on what you know, and you can keep revisiting your understanding and making sure that you're delivering. Um, But it's just like what we've talked about with metrics, right? You and I agree that uh, there's no perfect metric, right? (laughs) Like, uh, unless you've changed your mind since last time we talked about this. Since every time we've talked about it, no. 
<laughs> Not just yet. checking, just checking. But it's like there's nuance to it. And you have to make sure that you're looking at a bigger picture than just the one metric. But one of the most important things is just tracking, right? Like if you have an imperfect metric, if you're tracking it regularly, it will still provide information that otherwise you couldn't get. And that's what the journey is. The journey is a way to get information that otherwise you might not be looking at, that you might not be investigating and exploring. And that's what's so powerful about it. So nuance, again, here we are. We talk about nuance a lot. Have you noticed that? That I, I don't do nuance, so no. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, because context is everything. And that's the, the catch. And I think this idea of sort of like, there's no predetermined path by which your customer gets to you. No, nah, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Okay, because if you think of it from a scalability, per, you know, sort of standpoint, well, okay, yeah, they can all sort of get here this way or that way or that, but in the end, okay, it was through their phone, right? <laughs> it was, right. it was, through, right? I mean, it, it was through, you know, f- five to seven channels, perhaps, probably mm-hmm. not even that many if you really eighty twenty your customer yeah. base, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, that's the catch. I think it, at some point. The simplicity is what makes it effective. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's pros and cons to simplifying and reducing things to sort of their bare essentials or to getting rid of the edge cases while you're trying to establish you know, what the map looks like, what the journey looks like for most of your customers, for or perhaps your most important customers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But- you don't have to, doesn't mean the journey's dead, right? It just means that you have to understand its limitations, like any process or any um, approach to anything. Right. You've got to know what it does well and what it doesn't do well. And sure, capturing every little nuance of every individual transaction is not what it does well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What it does do well is gives your organization a framework, your team a set of principles around which to make those interactions better in their individual instances. Yep. Yep. I totally agree with all that. That would be my argument. So Judy, I I just want to end on a fun note. Is the customer journey dead? (laughs) (laughs) No. We should do videos. We should do videos so I can watch like steam come out of your ears. (laughs) That'd be fun. (laughs) No, it's not. And it's not perfect, but it should be a living thing that includes that real-time engagement that the author talked about. So we're all saying the same thing, kind of. And you know what? Our journey is pretty much the same every time. Like right now, you're going to take us away. That's the end of (laughs) our journey. Now, some people may click off, how dare they, before this is (laughs) over. They've they've heard the main episode. They may not listen to us tell how wonderful we think they are. But that's okay. It doesn't really change the journey because there's no business value to doing anything else. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us for a little (laughs) of your journey with us. So thank you for listening to Crack the Customer Code. We are a proud member of C-Suite Radio. So be sure to check out all the great business content at csuiteradio.com and csuitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our journey mapping programs, <laughs> CX training, and speaking at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam Tepork, and you're still listening, right? You can <laughs> learn more about me and our customer service workshops, training, CX advisory, and all that great stuff at 
CustomersAtStick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.